Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters, and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Hey, this is Matt Beef, the Australian Rollerblading Podcast. I'm Michael Lynch, and in this episode, I don't exactly know what I'm doing, but I want to talk about what it is that is so terrible and so awesome about the Friday the 13th horror franchise and trying to draw out any lessons <laughs> there might be uh, for rollerblading. Um, so I'm... Um, I, I, how, how did it begin? I, I think I was... I don't know, like maybe the It movie came out and it got me thinking about Stephen King and so I thought, oh yeah, I like Stephen King, I'll, I'll read some Stephen King and this, there must be some good podcasts about Stephen King, I should listen to them, I think that's how it began, right, and, and so then I, I came across this great Stephen King podcast called The Losers Club and there's another great one called Stephen Kingcast um, and I have read through a whole bunch of Stephen King stuff and, and listened to those podcasts along with it. And I, maybe at the same time or through those podcasts, I came across a, a podcast about Halloween in the lead up to the recent reboot of Halloween or reboot sequel of Halloween. Um, and, and I think maybe through that, was it through that? I don't know. Then that kind of got me a little, that was kind of cool. But um, it was then... I think the dudes from the Losers Club Stephen King podcast also have a podcast about Halloween and they did all of Halloween one film at a time and then they moved on to do all the Nightmare on Elm Streets one thing at a time and I think that's when I first got into it because that's my favourite of those kind of big slasher franchises and so I listened to that and watched through those movies again and the ones I hadn't seen. Um, then I went back and I've begun doing that with Halloween and up to Halloween... Halloween 6 is the next one I need to watch. But now they've moved on to Friday the 13th, and they're, they're currently doing that. It's like um, early May 2020, and, um, and they're currently doing Friday the 13th. And it just so happened that here in Australia, one of our TV channels, SBS, their kind of online free streaming, has the first six Friday the 13th up. So I, I've smashed through those over the last week. I've been on holidays, and one of the things I've done on holidays is watch Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th, part two, part three, part four, um, part five, part six, you know, and there's something else, part six is like Jason Lives, and part five is a new beginning, and part four is the terribly named a final chapter, and so on. Um, and, yeah, man, Friday the 13th sucks. <laughs> it's really bad. Um... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is by far the best of those three big franchises with Freddy Krueger, by far. There's there's very few of those films that really suck. Um, Halloween is an easy second after that. There's way more of them that suck, but there's sufficient amount of interest in there. Whereas Friday the 13th is despicable, terrible, <laughs> and yet really watchable somehow. And so I, I just thought, given the weird angle into things that this Mad Beef podcast brings, you know, we talk about vert skating, which a lot of other podcasts don't focus on. We talk about the Australian skate scene, a lot of podcasts don't focus on. But we also, um, 
uh, I also play with ideas as one of the things that the quirky things, a bit more philosophical, a bit more abstract. Um, and so I was just, as I was taking the dog for a walk, I was just thinking, now, I'm glad I did it when I did, because it's now bucketing down with rain. I don't know if you can hear that, um, is that my mic, microphone is picking that up or not. Um, I'll open up the window and see if you can benefit from that, but it's really bucketing down with rain. Can you hear that? Quite soothing, isn't it? Anyway, um, and I thought, you know, is there any lessons that could be learned? <laughs> Think about what's so terrible about Friday the 13th and um, and what we could learn about that as rollerbladers. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know how many people are still listening at this point. It's such a ridiculously niche thing. Hey, look, if, if you're a horror movie fan or you can at least stomach kind of the, the graphic violence and ridiculousness and, and all that of this kind of thing, then hopefully this is a fun um, crossover episode for you. Um, so, why is Friday the 13th terrible? <laughs> why is it terrible? It's, well, first of all, in many ways it's so obviously derivative. Like, it does feel like it... Like, actually, quite literally, Friday the 13th, the first one, they took out an ad in, like, a magazine saying the scariest movie ever is about to come out this summer. And they had no idea, except for the title, Friday the 13th, they had no idea what the film was, film was going to be about. And they were already advertising it and saying, claiming that it was going to be the scariest thing ever. <laughs> what ballsy is that? Because um, it was just riding the wave of, of Halloween and um, uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street hadn't yet come out. Um, and it was kind of picking up on the sort of beginnings of the kind of slasher movie franchise, but um, franchises think, because Halloween was this low-budget runaway success. And so Friday the 13th came in to try and cash in on it. Um, And so it is just this derivative thing. It does feel like you kind of, (laughs) as you watch the movies, you slowly see Jason get a kind of mask, because Michael Myers from Halloween has a mask, and he, he stops running the way he did in the first few films and begins just walking uh, ominously like Michael Myers in Halloween. Um, It kind of really feels formulaic in the way the the first three or four films, um, maybe like one, two, yeah, just feel like just the characters are predictable, the setup is predictable, the plot, it's all the things that films like Scary Movie and Scream joked about. Friday the 13th is just shamelessly doing it, you know. Um, and so, well, <laughs> I guess we can learn from that that we don't want to be terribly derivative in our skating. You know, creativity is a good thing. Surprising things is a good thing. There are better things to do than just doing everything the way everyone else does it over and over again. But to do things your way, to do something different, bring something different to the table, I guess that's a lesson to be learned, isn't it? Um, and for those who are involved in making media, like podcasts like this, I'm not just doing yet another rollerblading podcast. I'm trying to do something different, you know, and I guess the same goes even with filming and footage. There's some great stuff that um, a Melbourne skater and kind of rollerblading personality, Chris Pullar, has been putting up lately in terms of trick variations and commentary on tricks, and he just brings his personality to it. It's interesting, it's different, it's fun. It's not just yet another here is me nailing all my tricks, whatever. So you're good at skating. So what? Do you know what I mean? Um, Friday the 13th also sucks because the films are often just bad. Like, and that's true for some of the Halloween films, true for some of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. It's consistently true for a vast majority of the Friday the 13th films. Just bad acting, ordinary filming, 
primary script, unimaginative score, um, not really any plot, not really any character development, just just bad, really cheesy. Like number three or number four has like kind of these really bad opening credits that they kind of bounce out at you and leave kind of like, you know, that kind of streak behind them in that real 70s, 80s way. And it's like disco music soundtrack over the opening credits. It is stupid. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> it just sucks. Um, so obviously the lesson there, like it's good to be good at things. You know, if you're going to skate, it's good to be good at skating. <laughs> it's good to work at things. Good to get good equipment. Good to know how to use your equipment. Good to get the basics of your skating, your rec skating, hockey skating, um, uh, flatland skating down. Um, get the basics down as you slowly build up from there. That's another nice little lesson learned, I guess. Um, uh, uh, Friday the 13th sucks because... Um, a string of the films really just, honestly, just seem to be about creative ways that people get killed after having gotten naked and having sex. It's just basically those two things. You know, breast, sex, and death. <laughs> it's really um, just just fodder for teenage boys. Um, uh, and... And there's, there's no depth to it, there's no variety to it, it's just breast, sex, death. And then often it's like the survivor, what they call the final girl, um, is the one who's not quite as bad, uh, immoral and promiscuous as the other girls, but is a bit meeker maybe, a bit more intellectual. She's the one who's resourceful and gutsy and survives. <laughs> um, it's so formulaic. Um, you don't want your skating to be formulaic um, and not about much. You don't want it to just be grinds. Your skating's got to be good. Your posture's got to be good. Your, if you're, again, filming, you know, showcasing the environment and the personalities and the locations, all that stuff's got to be good. Um, you've got to look good. Uh, <laughs> um, and, man, yeah, like I guess related to that, the Friday the 13th movies are just, they're despicable in a sense in the way, in, for that exact reason, for the way they treat women, to some extent guys, but especially women. They're really, it's a really voyeuristic, kind of almost pornographic, uh, kind of leering thing, which then gets really creepy because often the film is looking through Jason Voorhees' point of view and so it kind of puts you in the voyeur, pervert, killer. What's going on with that? It's a weird bunch of creepy, pervy connections there. Um, so don't be that. Don't like killing people. Don't like perving on people. Don't be a sexist, violent, weird, pent-up rage beast <laughs> uh, in any area of your life, including your rollerblading. Don't bring that uh, that kind of aggro, that kind of aggression, that kind of sexism, that kind of sleaziness to the skate park, to the blading community, or anywhere else for that matter. You know, it's just... Yuck. However, I've watched all these movies and I've listened to a podcast talking about all these movies and these are smart people who are happy to say how these films suck and yet there's something captivating about this Friday the 13th movie. So what can we learn about that then? <laughs> what is it? Well, there are certain formulas that even if they're trashy, junk food, horror movie crap that if they deliver on certain beats, <laughs> uh, the creepy location, the killer, uh, the suspense, the, um, you know, the, the cast of characters, you know, and even some of these crummy movies, even the Friday the 13th, there's some 
in the midst of it, there are star-ass characters, and there's some cool ones. One of the best is Crispin Glover, who played Marty McFly's dad in Back to the Future, is in, like, Halloween 4, no, Friday the 13th, 4. Um, and he's one of the few think, good things about that movie, but he's great. He, he's a weird actor who's had a really weird, interesting career. Um, and he, he's got this, you could just even just search Friday the 13th for Crispin Glover dancing. And there's this hilarious, terrible, deliberately terrible dance scene with him. He's great. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, so there are things, you know what you're going to get with Friday the 13th or Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street or some of these franchises, you know what you're going to get. And I guess for people who are fans of like Transformers, again, a terrible franchise series, but if you're into it, you're kind of into it knowing it kind of sucks, but you're on board, you're happy for that, you're happy for that kind of crap. And so, look, there are elements to that, to skating, you know. There are things I'm not great at with skating. I mean, I'm probably more the Friday the 13th franchise as a skater than I am a better film franchise. Um, because most things I don't do super great, but I like doing them. And there are some things that aren't even necessarily difficult tricks or uh, good tricks that I just like doing. And that's fine. You know, that there are things, there are easy tricks or there are um, even just cosmetic things about how you might doll up your skates or your, your, um, your skating outfit um, or just skating in cool locations that... Um, that aren't really about technicality or style or whatever, but they're still just, there's still something satisfying, something comforting about it, you know? And I guess it's even like skating easy spots um, and having fun at an easy spot that's a good spot that you like going to again. There's something comforting about that and that's okay, you know? Um, and there's even maybe a place for celebrating that, you know? And I think um, a weirdly bad and awesome film in the Friday the 13th series is its overlap kind of crossover film with Nightmare on Elm Street, um, Freddy vs. Jason. It's a bad film, but it's kind of a good film, and it's outrageously bad good. I mean, Friday the 13th 6 is like this as well. It, it's so bad it's good. It knows it's being bad. It's, it's embracing that, and as a result, it pulls it off. Um, <laughs> and it's atrocious in a bunch of ways, but it knows what it's doing and it's delivering on it consistently, and you get to watch Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger beat the crap out of each other at the end. Um, uh, yeah, and, and so there are times like that actually when all these things, these guilty pleasures of skating, um, all comes together and you get great skating, or you get to watch great skating, um, that isn't necessarily the hardest or the most dangerous or the most stylish but it's just it just really is satisfyingly awesome <laughs> um uh, why else do they work um I, I guess there are certain things that if you do enough of them you can get away with a lot of crap and, and i guess again that's the cool thing about a genre superheroes slashers detectives that actually You've got to do really bad to make something unwatchable. And I think I've only, only there's only been maybe one of these so far, the, the Friday the 13th, that is absolutely unwatchable. Um, um, I think it was number three. I really could just have, could live without. Uh, number five. <laughs> maybe both of those. Uh, I could really live without ever having seen. 
um, but the other's more watchable, you know, and I'd watch them again. Um, uh, there's heaps less of that with Friday, the, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I'd definitely put um, Freddy's Dead in that category. It's just, yeah, I probably wouldn't watch it. If it was on, I'd probably go, oh, I could do without watching that again. Um, <clears throat> maybe number five, too. Although there's some really great nightmares in number five, so maybe I'd fast-forward through it. <laughs> um, but there's a couple of things. You get them right, and you get something that's all right. And I think that's the cool thing about skating the two, that actually there's a bunch of basics that if you figure out those basics and you're all right with those basics and you work at those basics and you've got those basics, you can be all right. You don't, you're not amazing. You're not like a skater's skater. You're not nailing things, but it's all right. And I suppose that's the, you know, that if you skate within the genre of skating and you hit certain notes and you hit them well, good on you. I definitely feel that when I watch skateboarders or BMXers or scooters. If they're doing certain things, even when I stop and think about it, I go, that's all they're doing over and over again. Man, you know, I could watch um, uh, old Will carve the bowl here in Rosny. He's a skateboarder, old school skateboarder. Um, and he's 50s maybe even, maybe, I don't know, shout out to Will, or Mitch Skates, um, but uh, he's, he's, I think he's even on Instagram, let me do a proper shout out, so Homage Skates I think is what he's called on Instagram, but I'll give you the exact one, at um, H-O-M-A-G-E underscore, underscore skates, at Homage Skates, and he, I mean, he just, he carves, he shreds, he... Um, uh, and I could just watch him carve, and he's good enough to do that consistently, and it's really, really, really watchable. And I think skating can be like that too. Um, so I did it, man. There you go. Sixteen, seventeen minutes of um, ramblings of a crossover episode with a slasher franchise and rollerblading. What rollerbladers can learn from the Friday Thirteenth? <laughs> franchise you're welcome you didn't even know you you needed that until i gave it to you did you (laughs) all right i'm done mad beef rollerblading podcast is produced by mikey lynch theme music by edifice architect you can subscribe to us on soundcloud itunes and stitcher and get in touch with us on our facebook page mad beef is supported by skater hq you can find them online at skaterhq.com.au We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps.